Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified on FX. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 5, entitled Sounding, uh, also known as the Cast Reunion. I think we saw more cast members come back in this than any other season so far. I don't know. Last, I mean, that's kind of, I, I, this feels like a series finale season. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Um, they're, they're bringing back the All-Stars. They're bringing back Limehouse. Right. They're bringing back Constable Bob. I mean, they had Loretta and Dickie. Loretta, Dickie. Last yeah, this so it's season like I, is I, like... This, this episode didn't feel as satisfying or as awesome as last. Um, I don't. I feel like there wasn't... It, it was a little I, bit I'm more... Mm-hmm. Things were more set up than revealed. Last was kind of a revealed, and yeah. this was more of a setup. Like, we don't really know exactly what Boyd plan is with the mine shaft oh we have some hints. pretty good idea yeah we see some fault lines opening up between the ty walkers and the avery markham's of the world we see ava kind of flip out and lose her mind it's all those methane explosions i mean they open fault lines like you wouldn't believe <laughs> they're fracking this show right down the the middle they are they are um but yeah i i still but you know i, I feel like i'm kind of talking shit about the episode but i quite enjoyed oh. it honestly um i did too yeah it just you know it's hard to beat last week's episode so many good one-liners uh so many people doing awesome stuff people blowing up yeah i was gonna say it's, we it's tough to beat that <laughs> we we didn't have a full body explosion yeah which by the way uh, uh someone sent me in feedback uh Shep and but I think somebody beat him to it. Uh I'm going to read it right now because why not. Uh that scene actually could have been more awesome. Steve from Florida said, "I just heard on a different podcast that one of the scenes that was deleted deleted was after the whiz blew up, his wife, the one with the snake, came in and was revealed that she's the one who planted the phone in his pocket and called him." Oh. Hmm. When she finds Duffy and Boyd covered in blood, she puts two and two together, and Duffy gives her ten grand if she would just shut up. And he says, no, I mean, shut up right now. I don't want to hear another word come out of your mouth. She replies, well, that's... But gets cut off as Duffy shoots her in the face, saying, I told you to shut up, didn't I? So that would have been kind of cool, because right. I kind of get the implication that maybe she was sick of his... The explosion guy shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And deliberately sabotaged him? Uh, that would it, make perfect sense, I guess. And then Duffy just, in a fit of peak, shoots her in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess maybe shooting a woman in the face on television just after a full-body explosion was considered too rough <laughs> for, tele- for, for FX. Potentially. Or they just wanted to change the tone of that scene. I mean, it makes the guy look a little dumber, a little crazier if he's, if he's got just... the phone in his pocket and just... You know, he's dumb. He told them to get him out. I think it works better as a black comedy scene. If you then, Duffy just kills a person because he's annoying, it it brings it down a little bit. So I thought it was... Yeah, it definitely would change the tone at the end of it. I thought it was a wise choice to stick with the black comedy, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that deleted scene might be on the DVD set. Yes, Um, which I have. I actually have all the seasons of Justified. Yeah. Um, I didn't set out to intend it, but I got like uh, the first three when I worked at my old job. Um, a guy in the marketing department would get a lot of DVDs, and he knew mm-hmm. I was a fan, so he handed them to me. Cool. And then my dad got it f- season four and five as a present of some sort. So I've just lucked into having all. Might as well go yeah. for six, right? M- might as well complete the collection. I got, yeah, I mean, I have the complete collection of The Wire, Justified, and Game of Thrones. There you go. Take that for what you will. <laughs> I'd probably have, I'd honestly probably have Breaking Bad, except for God, it's I on want, Netflix. I want that barrel the set. The barrel edition? That barrel set is awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I don't know. You'll be able to see it on the DVD, I'm sure. 
um, and see how it changes the end of that scene. Uh, I've kind of organized stuff into main characters here. Do we want to go through it that way? Uh, we could. Uh, I would like to direct attention to the director of the show. Okay. Uh, John Avnit, I think is how you pronounce it, which uh, he's done a lot of television and film producing and writing. He did uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. Okay. Probably the thing he uh, that I would say that he's most most famous for. Hmm. Uh, worked on Boomtown, which is, I think, theirs is Yoast uh, Connection. Yeah. And Justified since season 2010, or the 2010 season. Hmm. Uh, it okay. was co-written by Dave Andron, uh, who's worked on Justified and written uh, four episodes. And the Knight Rider reboot, which lasted from 2008-2009, which <laughs> I had forgotten about. Oh, uh, that was bad. That was bad. And he also wrote an episode of Reigns, which is another one there that I think that's the Yoast connection. Hmm. Uh, and he's co-wrote with uh, Leonard Chang, who uh, has done 14. Uh, he was a story editor for 14 episodes of Justified. He's written five of them. He's also written two episodes of the TV series Awake. Okay. Which that was the... His, his first name is Leonard. Do we need any more Leonards working on this show? We need Elmo, more Elmores, more Leonards. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That, I think there's <laughs> it's like that's uh, the 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 Yoast at the most is uh, Rabbit's Foot. <laughs> he's got ha- he's got to load up on Elmore and Leonards. I think so. Uh, okay, good to know. Good to know on that. Uh, sounds like they they have a lot of experience. You know, just not in the stuff that I'm familiar with, but sure, good stuff nonetheless. Uh, let's talk about Raylan and Ava. Because we've been talking a lot about will <sighs> they, won't they. there. Yeah. And this episode ends with a lot of that. Uh, sure. Let, let's talk about that relationship first. Okay. Um, she kisses him at the end of this. And he makes some wry joke about sticking around. Uh, I I can't tell if that was just a joke from him or if that was... Like I've got things to do, but if I didn't, we would totally be boning right now. Uh, well, I think he wants to stick around to to say hi to Boyd, which is kind of ballsy. Yes, yes, it's balls of the Death Star variety. I would well, say he wants like he's going to get information one way or another. Sure, on Boyd, and if he has to stay in this house to do it, he will do that. Yeah, and it's not. I, I guess it's not as sketchy as you'd think because it's not like Raylan doesn't just show up at Boyd's place of work to shake him down from yeah. time to time when suspicious, funny stuff has happened in Harlan County. I don't think the Boyd, <laughs> like if he Boyd comes home and, and Raylan's sitting there at his kitchen table while Ava's uh-huh. uh, cooking fried chicken, I don't think he jumps to the, oh my God, Ava's working for Raylan. No, no, no. Not He's after just like, God, here's bad. Raylan again. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> to why, what do I owe this unexpected pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> um, why did Ava stop trusting Raylan at this point? Because clearly, the, the you know the police checkpoint was set up for her benefit uh-huh. in case she was in danger. Uh, he's able to put that together very quickly. It's a lot of trouble to go to just to see that your informant is okay. And she takes the conclusion from that that I need to bolt. I need to run yeah. on my own. I need to go to Noble Holler. I need to get in touch with Limehouse, which was all good, all awesome. Yep. Um, And I, I need to run. I, I just – there's a couple things where I feel like we're transitioning from the entry-level plot, which was all very interesting and good, and the mm-hmm. exit-level plot, which is, I'm sure, going to be interesting and good and exciting. And some – the handoff is not quite so clean because – might be right. 
Limehouse, I mean, Ava screwed him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did not leave on friendly terms. This is going to be a, a, an issue. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it becomes an issue right away. I mean, you know, he promises one thing, and then Errol's there doing another thing. Which I'm pretty sure that was all Limehouse is doing. Now, yeah. I don't know if Limehouse goes and jacks her up, and she says, well, your man reneged on the deal, so I decided that, you know, you guys weren't to be trusted. And mm-hmm. the other thing we got to realize about Limehouse that we think we, we came to the conclusion in season three is he is much more bark than bite. He relies on the fearsome reputation of him and the noble holler to kind of keep That's people true. away. But when push comes to shove, he is not a Boyd Crowder. He's certainly not a carpetbagger. He's just not going to wantonly kill people. Yeah, his first instinct is not to go murder his way out of a problem. Especially women. He seems like he has a soft yeah. spot uh, and is, is seen as a protector of the women around there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think... It's hard for me to imagine her being in danger of her life. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I think they just really want to make sure that they get this money before she takes off. Um, and, well, and, the other and thing potentially is, implicates him in helping her. I think that the one thing is it could complicate the Boyd situation. Oh yeah. Oh, because totally. I don't think Lima they are any setting problem. Up. Like your woman ran off because yep. she's free and you got money, and I'm going to have that money now, <laughs> dude. They are setting up a massive clusterfuck at the pizza portal. They've got. <laughs> They've got Limehouse and Errol on one side. They've got Boyd and his gang on the other side. They've got Catherine Hale and Duffy looking for this money. They've got Avery Markham and his guys who want to keep the money. The U.S. Marshal They've got Service. Raylan who's tracking down Boyd sure. who's after the money. Everything is going to come together at this pizza portal in a spectacular way. I just have this feeling about it. Uh, do you feel like at the end of the day, Loretta is going to be the one... That is set up to be the Queen of Harlan. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked a little bit about that last episode. I could see that. I sure. feel like that. That's they're they're really setting us up for her to let the uh, the grown ups beat their chest and gnash their teeth and expend all their forces, and she's going to swoop in and just take it by default. I I think you're right, and what a great bookend that would be to the series with you know it kind of starting. I, I feel the series really starts in season two. Mm-hmm, I mean, you sure. know, it, it totally changes its format. Although we got a lot of feedback. That's uh, not we we kind of ask and it was answered. That's not as universally a popular sure uh, opinion amongst hardcore justified fans anyway as I would have imagined. Yeah, in my mind, it's it's a season two beginning for this show, really. Okay, uh, and I, I think you know with Mags kind of raising Loretta in her own way and kind of being the queen of Harlan at the beginning of this series. Loretta being around and kind of taking her spot in Harlan would be poetic justice, I think. The other thing, which I think they did a really hard, they did a really good job of trying to lampshade, was the idea that farmland in eastern Kentucky is scarce. Yeah, no arable land in Kentucky whatsoever. Uh, They did this lampshading by Boyd having this big speech about, you know, there's something special about the Harlan soil, that they can grow Christmas tree dope, that it's like Mm -hmm. 10 times more profitable than any other place. Uh, Do you (laughs) – I'll I'll put my cards on the table. I buy it. I don't think it's literally true, but in the justified universe, I do – I will buy that there's something in the coal slurry. Uh Uh-huh. That gives it that little extra something, and you can grow fat trees with dank bud or whatever the <laughs> hell the terminology is, and it would yep. be worth your – I mean, I'm starting to talk myself out of it. <laughs> worth your way to lie, cheat, swindle, and murder when you can just buy acres and acres of land around Bowling Green. Which is slightly less productive. Yes. Just slightly. Yes. I, yeah, it's 
Because the, the, here's in the universe, thing. it's stretching my credibility a little. Here's the thing. I guess this is a real life fact that uh, thoroughbred horses do better in Kentucky eating Kentucky grass. There's something about the huh. constituents, uh, the the mineral com- composition of the soil that then makes their bones stronger and and stimulates their growth naturally. I've seen that cited time and time again as why like Kentucky is like the horse racing Are- capital of the world. So, so I'm saying that, okay, like, if, all if, right. if there's something a little special in the Kentucky bluegrass, maybe there's something a oh. little special in the Kentucky grass grass. I'm, I'm super skeptical of that. I would love to see studies on those horses and why they win. Uh, okay. All right. Yes, it is. It is right on the border of me just calling complete bullshit on it. But it, it ha- it's not. Cr- yeah, yeah. I'm the same. When yeah. I really think about it, I'm like, ah. Oh, but then when I'm watching it and Boyd's talking about Christmas tree dope, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Now, I know that we have uh, a spokesperson in Harlan for us, a reporter in Harlan embedded there. If you know something about this that we don't know, Ted, we're gonna have to get a hold. We're of gonna us. have to have you sample some of Kentucky's finest. We'll have you eat. We'll have you eat some grass. We'll have you smoke some grass. <laughs> you tell us which is better. Get a bone density scan uh-huh. and uh, uh, which bud is more mind bending. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we can get some Michigan medical and some California. But we can just give a sample. Let somehow. us know if it's a body high. Maybe or we some can other get kind in of on high. this. This sounds like fun research. All right, sounds good. Uh, we're not that far from Kentucky. And we so. can we can meet at the portal, the pizza portal. There you go. That's I would like sounds everybody. Like, sounds else. like we'd be hungry at about that time. Speaking of the pizza portal, I've got a question about Mundo. <laughs> yeah, he's a liability. What is happening in this episode? He's killing people with one punch, which I thought was hilarious uh-huh. because I could totally see that. Oh, you no, you can kill a person with a punch. Oh yeah, and Calhoun seems like the kind of guy you could kill with a punch. Yeah. Uh, the bartender though. Where is that going with her skimming money? And he's like, oh, I'm going to take care of this. Uh, so I don't, I think Mundo's going to go dark places. I think so too. Because he has a thing for pretty little blonde girls. I think uh-huh. they're setting this up to be of an, of, I'm, I'm calling John Steinbeck of Mice and Men. Like Ty Walker's, <laughs> or somebody's going to have to put, you know, look, look at the, look at the, the sunset, flowers, uh, look at the flowers, think about the rabbits. Lenny or George? Uh-huh. It was George. Was the was it George the dumb one or Lenny the dumb? I don't one? remember. I don't um, remember. Yeah, George is the smart guy. He's the one, and Lenny's the the, the idiot. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, you know, Mundo's not an idiot. He's brain damaged from the war. Sure. Uh, but I think they're going to go for that. That he's going to be such a liability that they have to almost mercy kill him. I think so. Yeah. Which um, I'm sure they'll. Uh, I'm sure that'll they'll somehow make that appropriately sad. Probably. I mean, I enjoy watching Mundo on screen. Yeah, it's it's fun. Like like a lot of justified characters, sure. you know they they aren't particularly interesting, but they are fun. They're colorful. Uh, Constable Bob is a good example of that. I never really give two shits about whether Constable Bob lives or dies, but when he's on screen, it's fun to watch. I'd feel sad. I mean, to me, Constable Bob earned his bones at the end of season four. He did. And like I was... Like, he does have... Kind of, in a way, he has balls the size of Death Stars. Seriously. And the man can can carry his weight and take a beating. And there's people on the uh, Facebook that was talking shit about, like, I can't believe Raylan is trusting this to Constable Bob. I'm like, have we not... Shame. Shame. (laughs) Have we not learned... That 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 Constable Bob is 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 uh, not to be underestimated. Absolutely, and I think 
you know, if his character were just one of a, the bumbling idiot, yes, uh, who's who's screwing things up all the time, I wouldn't enjoy it nearly as much as this kind of more complex character who is really desiring to be better than he is, but then he's shown to be kind of awesome. Yeah, he's a he's a try hard kind of step above mall cop. Yes. Um, but on the other hand, he also uh, can occasionally deliver. I mean, not mm-hmm. in like a heroic, epic Raylan way, but in kind of an yeah. everyday, uh, you know. Like stab you in the foot and save your life kind of way. Yeah, I'm not the man for this job, but I'm the only man here, so I'm going to do what I can. Yeah, yeah. And I might piss my pants, uh, taser and arrow, <laughs> but I am going to get it done. It's pretty endearing, I got to say that. Yeah, and he's upgraded his ride. He, the man? Yeah. The man is passionate. He had to uh, he had to pawn off his uh, Star Wars action figures man and his AK forty seven. Yeah, that's that's rough. The you man know? of diverse tastes. And uh, yeah, I like that eclectic combination of stuff too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I clearly see him buying that AK forty seven at like a gun show and saying, "Man, this is gonna look badass. I'm gonna be so cool." Right. He's he's probably never fired it. Yeah, it's probably just been sitting up on his mantle alongside his Darth Vader. Alongside his Boba Fett, <laughs> did we start off talking about Ava? Because I got a lot to say about her. Uh, yeah, we can. We sure we've been jumping around, but there's a lot to say about Ava. Yeah. Uh, so there's some hints I think about where her loyalty are going to come down to. Because if if you can compor- uh, compare this to uh, Boyd's brother, what's his name? Bow. Um, Bowden. Uh, Shit. Whatever the one that Ava shot yeah, her husband to uh, death, her ex husband. <laughs> uh, yes, her 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 late husband. Um, you know the big thing Bowman. is that Bowman. That's Bowman. right. She cooked him his favorite meal, and uh, you know uh-huh. lulled him into this false. Well, who who is she kissing and who is she cooking for? Yeah, uh, she's kissing Raylan and she's cooking for Boyd. I think that this True. is. Um, we're we're spo- supposed to believe that she is going to ultimately choose. I don't know, like romantically or not, but she's going to choose Raylan as the person that she's most loyal to, rather than Boyd. And he's promised to get her out of this now with a hundred thousand in cash and out of the country. Well, fifty and not out of the country. I mean, well, I think at the end he does like promise. Okay, hundred. Really? He, he said set your sights on fifty, like somewhere in the middle of this episode. But uh-huh. I I thought at the end he was like, okay, well, we can do it for you. Uh, but you got to get said, us something. I think he said, "I'll promise you'll be safe," which who know, mm. who knows what that is. Okay. I mean, I could see, I could see a somewhat happy ending of Ava and Raylan in Florida because I don't think Winona wants him back. Sure, but he's got to be around his kid. He's got to be around his kid, right. and that would be the happy ending where she would, be, you know, I, as safe as anybody can be in Raylan. Well, depending on whether Raylan's still on the job or not. Yeah. Strike that. <laughs> uh, so she may or may not be safe. The other thing I kind of didn't like is the fact that Ava was so dependent on uh, dudes to come to the rescue in this episode. Okay. She's always been yeah. kind of a self-reliant, uh, formidable woman, and here she's going from man to man to man trying to figure out a way to save herself. I wasn't sure if that was... It felt like a little bit of a betrayal of her... Hmm character not not a huge one but then again i'm a man um i could see if you were a woman and you're really into ava's character arc that it's like oh god she's she's kind of playing a damsel in distress here sure it'd be if like 
Winona got on the video chat and was like, please, Raylan, come to Florida. I need you. Right. I need you here with the baby. It's too right. much for me. No, that's not Winona. Um, yeah, so... I, I don't know that that kind of bugged me that that she was kind of I and I was hoping to see that this was going to build up to her ultimate how she's going to get out from all this. But it just felt like this was a one episode lark her yes. being on the lamb and going to Limehouse. That's going to entangle things further. But this uh-huh. she had no larger plan than just to bolt, which ultimately, as Raylan said and harangued her at great length. That was stupid and could have got her killed and could have blown up the case and she could have wound up in jail. All these bad things. Yeah. yeah. She, he pretty much had her dead to rights. Kind of want to yell at you more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this roadblock was interesting to me as, as it relates to Boyd. He's telling Ava his plan at this roadblock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried that's a bad omen for him. Why is that? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I know the roadblock is not for him, but it kind of is in a way. Uh, he's telling her plan under flashing blue lights and flashing police blue lights, all around. People, yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm worried for Boyd's life at this point. Yeah, like no. this show might be trying to tell me don't get too attached to Boyd because I don't think Boyd's making it out, things. man. Yeah, I thought that from the first season. I don't. I my uh, or not from the first season. I thought that from the first. I wasn't sure if Raylan would make it out, but I was pretty sure that Boyd wasn't going to. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Uh, let's talk about his plan a little bit, yeah? Okay. The the mine shaft. The sure. the old rundown uh This is all inference because we don't have shaft. any concrete information, but we know that this dilapidated mine shaft terminates apparently 187 yards from we assume the pizza portal. I guess. Yeah. And they're going to do some kind of Italian job style break into the back of the uh, I mean the pizza portal is going to fall through the sidewalk or through the pavement. and Yeah, and they're going to make off with it. I don't know. That's where it breaks down. I can see. Or maybe they're going fast and furious. They're going to tie the safe to a car. <laughs> drive it through Drive it through the Harlem. mine shaft. <laughs> that, that's, that's Italian job and yeah, fast and furious. All mixed together. Boyd's a connoisseur of the pop culture. Yeah, that's know? true. He's he's seen those movies. He's not a pop culture connoisseur. He's a more no, he's classical not. literature connoisseur. Yes, I was kidding. But uh, I don't know. I It seems that they've made this safe out to be impregnable. Like, you know, it's yeah. 14 inches of solid steel. Like, there's not, like, a weak point in the back. Emulex is not going to get through it. And even if they did, like... There's no way they're going to be able to crack into this safe without the people in the pizza parlor knowing the Armageddon has come to their basement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yards and yards away, they're going to hear mining. That. But even if you could sneak up to the back of the safe, it, once you get the Emulex or start drilling or whatever, it's 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 going to be a shit show. Yeah. I, I mean, unless they're planning on, like, literally pulling the safe out and running with it. Now, what the other thing do uh, that they could is try to, I guess, stealthily mine up to the point of with the... spoons like they're in prison i mean what are they gonna do well i mean like i, I don't... how do you stealthily mine i don't know i don't know how this stuff works like how far away you could get with like pickaxes and stuff before you'd okay. have to really start being quiet i bet you boyd and zachariah know i bet they do i bet they do and if then they use the emulex to like in the last three feet to just blow the crap out of the side of that basement incapacitating people inside they know there's like two or three sure. guys they got four or five in their crew mm-hmm. you know and take it then they've got all night to figure out how to get into the safe i that might be the plan it could be. It could be. I, they're definitely not telling us his plan for a reason. 
But I bet it's going to be pretty epic, whatever it is. I think so. I think that's safe to say. Uh, I thought they set up what I expect to be an epic Boyd Tomb Raider scene by saying how rotten this mine is and how it's likely to cave in on him and all this stuff. I can see him like dancing around, dodging, falling rocks and all that stuff by the end of this. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some spelunking and there's going to be uh, some uh, overall and hard hats and lanterns and rope and yep. uh, good men are going to die. I mean, well, bad men in this case. Uh, I, I think someone's going to die in this mine shaft. I would expect one of Boyd's guys to to get it. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if Zachariah would die. Yeah, that could happen. Um, he seems like the type of guy that would die in a mine shaft. <laughs> See, I, what I thought was going to happen during this uh, methane explosion scene, I thought it was going to kill Zachariah, who was the guy they needed for this plan mm. to work. What uh, is what do they need Zachariah for? Um, he seems to be the expert, like the real expert. I know Boyd is good. Sure. But he's like the guy who's going to lead them through this minefield, I think. I also felt like maybe he wasn't going to go down there with them, that his expertise was um, they had a problem because they couldn't find the main shaft because it had collapsed. Okay. And he was the guy that knew, well, there's this old obsidian mine shaft splint and I can, you know, Mm. get you there and and then you're on your own. But it didn't sound like he was going down there with Boyd. It's like, I can't wait to see you try this. Okay, yeah, I can buy that. But yeah, other than that, he's just a man with a gas-powered, you know, circular saw. Uh huh. Yeah, that that scene was pretty epic. Um, I'm surprised that no one died in that explosion. Uh, but it's it's definitely possible to not die in the path of a direct methane explosion. You, we've had uh, personal, not personal experience, but one-off personal. Yeah, a friend of ours was uh, blown up while digging down in his shed. It's a well. It was a, he's is in a well, right? Like thirty feet down in a well. He yeah, he was digging this big hole. Um, it was like inside. He had like this shed built on top of it. Oh, did I, it? I think, but that could be. A, I thought it was his well house. Yeah, it, it probably was. Okay, and he hit a methane pocket and blew his ass out of that hole. Yeah, uh, but he ended up like with with burns all over his body, all over his face. Uh, shockingly, he healed up really well. Yeah. Like, no scarring whatsoever. It must have been, like, fir- first-degree burns. Or yeah, yeah. N- not not serious or second burns. degrees. I mean, they, yeah. he had some pretty nasty... But he also had that, that craggy face. <laughs> that helps. And, that cra- helps. And, and craggy hands. But I guess You're it's right. like he... So Brian Cranston gets blown up in a well... No problem. Right. The big, I guess the kind of miraculous thing was they said that he was breathing out at the time because uh, they were really amazed that his lungs didn't get scorched. Because, you know, if you were in, he had a, uh, okay. a mouthful of methane during that fireball, then, yeah. you know, yeah. that's that's bad news. But yeah, he didn't, it, it didn't affect his lungs at all. His, his, his uh, facial hair and his head hair and his eyebrows and eyelashes. Yep. Uh, yep. Very weird to see a person that has none of that. The, the first time I saw him after that happened, he came charging at me and asked me for a kiss. And I was freaked out. <laughs> and I was like a, a teenager, a, like a young teenager. Sure, sure. It freaked me out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's the thing. Like I had, well, we had at least one person call bullshit on surviving the explosion. And I, nope. I that's the first thing I thought. I'm nope. like, no, you can totally survive something like that. Yeah, especially when there is a, a giant mine door in the yeah, way too yeah that now helped. that's the one thing it seemed like that came off and it would like hit him and you potentially know, blunt force trauma being what it is but 
He did have some warning, though, so he might have backed off of it. Plus, he's an idiot. Idiots seem to do better. You know, they're just not prepared. <laughs> right. they're Lucy, they're, they're so Mundo, Mundo's invincible, <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> I right. mean, what is going to take him out but a bullet through the head? Sure. Uh, uh, did you the other thing about the kind of rough transition? Uh, Ficus. Okay. Yep. Al- Albert is his first name, I think. Are you surprised? I guess when when I saw the scene going down, um, I was like, "There's no way it's game over. Duffy's going to get this guy to talk. He's yeah. a cream puff." But then when I found out that that Tim and uh, Rachel had got there first mm-hmm. and got the camera set up and apparently got to him and talked to him and prepared him and said, "Look, you were not going to let anything bad happen to you." Yeah, that he was that was allowed him to to you know, but I mean. Just it's the kind confidence. Of, to get here's, it. here's the here's the real problem. So, do I believe that he could have stood up under that circumstances to that level of interrogation? Sure. Yeah. What I don't get is why Wynn would stop there. Just why like, didn't he go full sea bass on him? Just like uh, two episodes ago, uh, or maybe it was last episode, we questioned why Avery Markham wouldn't like at least take a finger from Boyd or do something to yeah. you know escalate things. It feels like Wynn is like, okay, we give him a couple good shocks. Right before the marshals would stop, would come in, uh, we're going to just decide to believe you. And even Mikey, his idiot henchman, yeah. was aplexed. He's like, really, Ba? You, you believe him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like the only reason that happened is because the writers needed it to. Like, the yeah, marshals bust right. in there, it's game over. Ava's busted all that stuff. So that... It's not a huge problem for me because it's not like Justified pulls this shit all the time, but it was a little bit of a problem for me. It felt I felt like I heard the the the, the typewriters <laughs> clacking in the background, you know. I mean, I'm sure there's a way to write themselves out of that, right? So he confesses uh, Tim and Rachel have to bust in and arrest Duffy. That goes nowhere. There's too much season. I mean, if it was episode ten, sure, but this is episode five. You still have I, to I have stretch this out for eight more episodes. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been pleasantly surprised for the most part with Justified's ability to not not milk a plot because I don't feel like that's what they do. I feel like they set up a more intricate plot than you would have guessed. That's true. And unfolding it is always is always masterfully done. But I also will say that it seems like at least once a season a shortcut or two is taken and you forgive it because yeah. it's worth getting to where you're going. Sure. Um, and they do s- s- consistently deliver, but I don't know if Win Duffy. I mean, I, the problem is this: the the last two seasons have been really bad for Win Duffy. Oh yeah, he's kind of a joke. He was really badass, scary dude several seasons ago, and he's just a, he's just a softy. I, I wonder if that's a consequence of keeping him around so long. If he should have been ousted a while ago maybe or maybe they just don't have him be the person that's the perpetual errand boy the perpetual butt of the joke it's i mean sure that would help i don't know i did love <laughs> how absolutely uncomfortable he was with children oh when he goes when he to showed visit up at Catherine, Catherine, and yeah. she's and she's threatened to lock <laughs> the kids up in the closet and the look they gave her is like maybe she'd done that before <laughs> but yeah duffy has no he is like the opposite of Jesse from Breaking Bad. He has no way to relate or interact with children. Sure, sure. Uh, a couple of weird things we t- we talked about briefly: the Scrabble stuff. You know, uh, plexed within a week, two shows have done Scrabble, which I thought was interesting. Uh, the Americans and Justified have both done Scrabble. Uh, which is better, Justified Scrabble or American Scrabble? 
I like a Plex much better than I like Pollux or whatever. Yeah, so I'm going Never with I'm playing. going to Justified. Okay. I'm with you. That Scrabble scene was far more entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact that Wynn's just going to let Mikey have it. It's like, okay, whatever. Sure. Which I believe... I Did you freeze frame the board to see what they were? What some of the other words were? I didn't. Did you? I didn't, no, I wanted to, but we kind of mm-hmm. ran a little short on time before we recorded, and that was when I did more mining research. Oh, okay. I did. I, I fell so, into a wiki hole of mining research. Now is probably a good time to talk about the title of this episode. Sounding. Sounding. Uh, apparently it's taking a smooth object and ramming it down your pee hole for sexual <laughs> gratification. I was surprised uh, as anyone, oh, honestly. Okay. Um, no. So that's, that's what I've been doing. That's all these actually, years. it's, 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 it's super, <laughs> it's actually super fucking hard to find information on sounding because you get, uh, the naval, you, you basically get the sexual, sexual practice. <laughs> That's first on the list. Which sounds horrifying. Because it's the internet. And yep. then you've got the naval practice of determining depth by, uh, you know, the old school was they dropped the yeah. weight with a line, and they measured how deep it was, and now they use echo-based. Well, this is kind of related okay. to that. There's this process uh, called continuous vertical electrical sounding, which is essentially an echo probe that they can send to a mine shaft, and b- with the echoes and the kind of the sonar they can map out these tunnels. And the things they're looking for Is are, it like a Prometheus sort of 3D yeah, mapping thing? not that cool. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yes, exactly. It's, and, okay. and, and they're not just mapping the shafts, but they're looking, I guess the scourge of mining is, is mine voids, where you're just digging around and all of a sudden it's a bottomless pit, oh, like Minecraft style. Jeez, okay. Um, and or, you fall into the obsidian and lava. Or they're, you know, not knowing that and they're undermining a geological thing that now suddenly a whole housing addition is going to collapse because they fucked yeah. it up. So it's not just the mine shaft itself. It's all the uh, geology around it to make sure it's stable. And that's what they're they're referring to. Um, and okay. he obviously doesn't have the equipment or the expertise or the time to do that kind of stuff. So he's going in there blind into a semi-collapsed, uh, defunct, uh, dilapidated mine shaft. They also talk. Oh boy, that doesn't bode well for Boyd. Uh, they also say. they also talked a lot about the different damps. Um, damps. So damps is a term of art referring to any type of vapor that is not breathable air in a mine. Hmm. Okay. And you think it's because it's like you know you feel like damp, like you know it's damp in here. Um, it feels moist. But the word actually is hmm. from the German damp, which is D-A-M-P-A-F, which is their term for vapor. Uh, and there is several different types that we talked about. They talk about fire damp in this, which is uh, flammable, flammable gas found in coal mines. Like uh, methane? Usually methane. <laughs> it's particularly commonly found in areas where the coal is bitu- bituminous, which is the most prevalent type of coal in eastern Kentucky. That's coal that is... Uh, Great for growing weed. It's great for growing weed, first and foremost, but it's also kind of tarry. It's not quite the pure aftersight, you know, super hard coal, but it's not also just total shit coal either. Hmm. Um, You have the uh, black damps, which is carbon dioxide. Um, Stink damp, which is hydrogen sulfide. Ah. Um, And the deadly white damp, which is a mixture of um, gases like carbon monoxide that you can't smell, and that's the one that's like the silent killer that they yeah. used to bring the canaries down into the coal shaft for. Sure. Who's going to be Boyd's canary in this shaft? Uh, Is it Carl or Earl? 
I I don't think it's gonna. I I feel like it's gonna be that dude's son. Was it? But not, so I guess there's a. They used to bring canaries. They now have simple like a pocket size detector that can tell yeah, like alarms. Yeah. Like I'm kind of going to call well, bullshit. That's no fun. I'm kind of going to call <laughs> bullshit if someone dies of the white damp in the year 2015. You, you would think if he can steal Emulex, he could probably get his hands. And on these one guys of those. are experienced miners. Like yeah. yes, collapse shafts. Yes, support rotten supports. Yes, mine voids. Yes, fire damps. <laughs> if they they find a pocket of fire damp, okay, but if they yeah. just pass out because of carbon monoxide poisoning i will be wroth with the and i don't think that's gonna happen i hope not i hope not they, i think boyd and especially zachariah are smarter than that uh that would be kind of funny because no one as far as i know no one these five gentlemen going down into the earth if they're all going are the only ones knowing about this plot mm-hmm. so if they did all die of carbon monoxide poisoning this abandoned mine shaft just be like well I haven't seen Boyd. Maybe he took off. Yeah, he's, I guess he skipped town. You know, he's flash forward five years. Avery Markham is wearing his ice cream suit, smoking dope on this, you know, mansion he's got in Harlan. And uh-huh. yeah, it's, it just, just wraps up that way. Yeah, so there's that angle too, right? I mean, Raylan said, you know, there, there are a couple properties you can't have. Mine and Loretta's. Um, they've been going around trying to buy everything up and killing people who won't who won't back down but they can't kill everyone that's the thing they make the point saying they can't kill everyone this time because you know if if they kill somebody uh the only reason it worked last time is because they had no next of kin for the house to go to right. they they would have to start killing entire bloodlines in harlan to get all the property they need so that's just not a viable plan yes agreed uh so it seems like avery's plan has been uh mostly thwarted and he has to figure out a way around it well, because there's no there's no real indication of what that's going to be yet. I also like the fact that he doesn't know who's behind it. Is it if it's okay. Marshall or Boyd? And we know yeah. it's it's actually Boyd uh-huh. because he's going around threatening people and doing Boyd things. Um, but I I kind of like the fact that once again we have much more information than mm-hmm. any one character in the show does. Sure. Um, what do you think about? What was Ty Walker wanting to speak freely to Avery Markham about, and why do they have such a tense relationship? Yeah, I I feel like Avery's starting to get fed up with this situation. He expects Ty to take care of all this. I feel like Ty Walker is kind of getting fed up by being treated like an errand boy, and we know he's also quick to take personal offense. Sure. But they have made a very good point of how dangerous Avery is and how— These guys are special forces dudes, though, right? Yes. They're dangerous uh, also. Sure. Mundo seems pretty dangerous and pretty yeah, easily manipulated. Problem. Yeah. Like I I could imagine Avery having a situation where he needs to take out Ty and he might use Mundo to do it. Hmm. Ooh. I I don't know, because Mundo Mundo seems like he's super loyal to even even if he thinks they're dicks or he's fighting with them. Like there's a reason that they can slap him around and make fun of him without fearing for their lives. That's true, but at the same time he also kind of will do what he wants to do as well. Like this thing with the bartender, I'm I'm wondering if it's not a clue as to him kind of being a problem for the group. And I know we talked about sure, that a little bit for earlier. Sure. But it it might be the case where Avery needs to use him. Let me ask you this. Boyd's got a new guy on his crew that seems very on the ball, very legit. Yeah, yeah the, the mining Dunn guy. Is, Dunn is Dunn, not, 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 I'm not talking about Ava's uncle. I know, not Zachariah. The young guy, guy who's mm-hmm. done his research about damps and stuff. 
is he a little too legit to be working with Boyd? Is, I'm saying, is he perhaps a ace in the hole <laughs> for Avery Markham? Oh boy, because this is not the type of stumble. How did they get Boyd hooked usually, up? I don't know. Because he just shows up this episode, doesn't he? He just so he's I, just part of the gang. I. I, they might have made this explicit. I don't know. And I, I, I marked down that I thought he was too legit, but I should have gone back and seen if uh, there's some connection. But I assume that uh, uh, Earl or uh, Carl um, brought him uh-huh. in just like he brought Earl in. Could be. They didn't show us that part, though. Right. But Boyd clearly doesn't know him. He's impressed yeah. by his, you know, what he knows about his mining knowledge. But there's just he's just a little too clean cut, a little too on the ball. Mm hmm. Um, a little too convenient to be joining the plot right now, and you're right. Just like that's the other thing that that Justified loves to do is pit all the bad guys against each other and have a whole bunch of betrayals and Absolutely. all that stuff. And they've already, you know, you got the one that you're expecting, which is some fission fissure between Ty and Avery. Uh-huh. And I think this might be the one we're not expecting, except for now I'm expecting it. So I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. You could be right. You could be right. That could be just a subtle way of saying this guy is not what he appears to be. Uh, I'm just waiting for Errol to show up as one of could the, he be as Ray- one of Boyd's gang? Then we know something's up. <laughs> of course. Uh, could we? Could he be Raylan's inside guy? Could he be a marshal? Uh, he could. I mean, Raylan's pulling out all the stops. He's he's. I think Ray, I, also, I also think He's... Raylan, you know, Raylan is not the type of guy that promise a girl, I'm going to make sure you're safe and on the, on the penalty of burning in hell without <laughs> being fairly sure in what better way than to have a guy on the inside that could, you know, pour a bucket of cold water in any explosive situation. Sure. So it could be that, too. Or could he could be. just be a just a really he's the on the ball kind of dude that Boyd's needed for his entire career. <laughs> on the ball, non-treacherous. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking when when Ava goes to Limehouse to try to get out of Harlan and Raylan goes to Constable Bob to try to keep her in Harlan. I was thinking, man, Ava has much better support on her side. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. who's going to win this. But then, you know, <laughs> Limehouse does what he does. Uh, where do you stand on Tim's fist bump with uh, Ficus? <laughs> I... I don't know. I don't know. Tim I never seem like a fist bump. Tim doesn't seem like a pounded out kind of guy. Yeah. I could see him as an ironic pounded out kind of guy, uh-huh. but I don't know if I got that read on it. Well, maybe because Ficus is kind of an idiot. Yeah. Like here, this is what you want, isn't it? Fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I didn't make anything of it, honestly. Okay. I'm tr- I feel like we're getting towards the bottom of this. Uh, yeah, we already talked about the, uh, you know, Earl and Constable Bob uh, and Ava. I thought that that's the other problem I had with Ava. It's not just that she was flailing from one desperate plan to another, but she also was just extremely transparent. Mm-hmm. When she got from the moment she got laid with Earl, it's one excuse after another to separate herself. Yeah, I need to use the bathroom. Oh, let's go get the shovel. Let me grab the shovel. Oh, yeah. It shows how how good Errol is, though, right? Like, you nah. don't want him falling for that shit. And the fact that she tries it and he completely I'm blocks just, it at every turn. Yeah, I is guess. Good. But if he didn't, I would think he was a fool. Um, I just mm-hmm. thought Ava was just extremely transparent in all these attempts to escape. And from mm-hmm. the time she got into car with him, it was like a nonstop trying to weasel out of it and escape. Yeah. So. 
the only tension there was whether you know Constable Bob would get blasted with his Death Star balls, but yeah, uh, which I, I think that's the line of the week for me. Balls like Death Stars. Yeah, balls like Death Stars. <laughs> All right. Uh, which works. There, there was a, a good one when uh, Constable when he first calls Raylan calls Constable Bob and he says, "Oh, Ava, Ava's in the mix, huh?" And he's like, "Yeah, she is pretty." Yeah, he's like, "She's the type of man to make a dog break its chain." Yes, she is. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, just in this completely patronizing way. But also, it's great because it had a lot of internal. It it built an internal connection because we found out she's Ava Randolph. So then, when yes. later we found out Boyd was going to the Zachariah. Zachariah Randolph, it's like, oh, you know, before we even had to be told if yeah. you were on the ball, you could make that connection and feel kind of smart about yourself. Mm-hmm. I I could have sworn when he showed up on screen that I had seen him before in the show but that's not the case he's mm. never been on screen no uh yeah uh, i want to say he's been mentioned potentially possibly but it's been you know six years i have no idea <laughs> what do you think of raylan screaming at uh ava we don't get to see this side of raylan we see him mad and tight-lipped and we see him that southern charm that's also masking the fact that he's going to kill you but we don't often just see him just out and out yeah dressing somebody down too too much art in his life hmm. art's rubbing off on him i don't know i didn't think it was a good look for him i don't like this Raylan. i don't like uh pissy impotent yelling Raylan. he's better when he's cool and in control yeah i mean he's he's we're getting to the end of the series Raylan's getting to the end of his rope he wants to be in florida he wants this boyd thing to be over i understand why he did it but yeah i guess Raylan needs a little more style Needs a little more style when he is dressing somebody down. I'm trying to think if there's anything we have overlooked here. I, w- I wonder if that's not just to show how much Ava is his weakness as well. Like, he's genuinely upset by the fact that she's potentially going to get herself killed here. Hmm. Uh, he's He's not talking to her like a child, but he is talking to her in a way that he doesn't talk to other people. Yeah, because because maybe he doesn't care as much about other people. No, and he's he's got. Uh, I mean, this is one of his big weaknesses as women, and not just in a sexual way. He's got this very patriarchal. Yeah, men are the men, and women are the women, and it bites him in the ass in the books and in the series. Like uh, mm-hmm. I can think of several examples where he, either by being fatherly and protective, or chivalrous and protective, completely misses the uh thing right in front of his face or acts yeah. in in a way that's that's not not uh in in keeping with his uh, standing as an officer of the law because sure. he gets he he he's got all that stuff he's dealing with which mm-hmm. um yeah like i said it's a it seems like it's a character flaw yeah that that's a that's a fine way to show that anything else we need to talk about no um <clears throat> I don't know. I just noticed that Raylan has this big ass horseshoe ring. Did oh, he's always that? had that. How long has he had that? For the whole series, as far as I know. Man, I've never noticed it before. But when he's talking on that phone this time, it is front and center. Yeah, I don't I don't know what I don't know if they've ever explained um I don't know if they've ever explained the significance of that, but yeah, yeah, it's been I'm pretty sure since season one, but definitely season two, I'm pretty sure it's prominently on the cover of the DVDs. Oh, it for is either season two, or, yeah, because huh. he's got his gun up by his and the, the horseshoe ring is front and center. Lucky charm, I guess. Maybe I can find that because that seems like the kind of prop that someone would have asked him about. I bet there's an interview that he's given some at at some point. Yeah, could be. Let's do some pimping, right? Yeah. Uh, so Jim and I have done something a little crazy, a little rash, a little ill-considered, except for I think we've considered it well. 
Ill-advised? Ill-advised, perhaps. Maybe. Who perhaps. knows? Who knows? That's uh, up to you guys. That's up to you, whether whether this is a success or failure. So I'm putting it on your shoulders, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, Way to shift the I'm, burden. <laughs> I'm totally, totally crab walking away from this blame. Uh, we, we rolled our own kind of uh, uh, crowdsourced podcast funding system. It's called Club Bald Move. You can find it at club.baldmove.com. You know, we've had a lot. We've had Kickstarters. We've had Patreons. We've had subbable stuff. Uh, we've been, uh, you know, each one is instrumental to the success that we are to this point, to getting us here. Uh, however, we haven't been completely pleased with everything. We have especially been unhappy with the fact that we've got two separate, unequal, loosely coupled um, payment platforms yeah. And we also, when we were doing our, you know, we don't like, we didn't like the tier system of, of, of Patreon because every time we came up with a new type of content, it's like, well, what tier we put it in? Do we need a more expensive tier? And you start rapidly coming to the conclusion that if we are wanting this premium content to be some of our best work, some of our funniest stuff, some of the stuff that we want to make for the fans that just can't give it, get enough, we want as many people as possible to see it. So to do this, we decided that we just going to flatten everything and we're going to make – there are going to be no more tiers. There aren't going to be a $1 tier, a $3 tier, a $5 tier. You're going to have one and it's going to be one low price of a dollar a month. And mm-hmm. then we found out how much it, credit cards take out of processing a <laughs> dollar and we're like, all right, $2 a month. <laughs> then we found – no. $2 a month. Uh, but you can still get it for a dollar a month if you buy it a year at a time. For 12 bucks, you can get a whole year's subscription to Club Ball Move. The other thing that's cool about this is it's very tightly integrated with our systems. Um, yeah. uh, it's going to be automatic. When you sign up, you automatically get access to VIP forums. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to see our our premium content on our front page. And if you try to click there, if you're not a Club Ball Move member, it'll say, hey, sign up. Or if you are, log in, boom, you've got it. You don't have to go to a separate site. Um We've got a lot of new types of content coming up, not just the live. Uh, we've got the live watches mm-hmm. coming out that we've been debuting. We've done one for Justified, one for Americans, one for The Walking Dead. We're probably going to be doing that the rest of the season. Uh, we've got these um, animated skits that we're doing, like the skit versions of stuff we do in The Walking Dead. We're going to do those on more shows this year. Lots of premium content. Our podcasts are free. They're always going to be free. Uh but this extra stuff that we're doing, uh, we want to make it special. We want to make it fun for everybody. We want to make it affordable that everybody that wants it can get it mm-hmm. um, and an easy way to support us. You know, Amazon is still important and encourage you to still help us thieve away them pennies from, from Bezos. But we're, we're trying to make this work and trying to get it on our own. Um, it's an experiment. Uh, this price point is extremely aggressive <laughs> and it's predicated yeah. on, um, you know, Three to five percent of our audience seeing the benefit and and signing up for it. Uh, if we get that, then these numbers will work. If not, we might have to adjust the price, um, you know, in the, in the coming months to make it work. But we we wanted to make it make it really fan friendly. Anyone setting out and like, ah, eh, I don't support podcast, or ah, I just don't know if it's worth five bucks to watch these jackasses occasionally when I can. We want to make it an easy, no brainer decision for you. Um, so it's mm-hmm. a great way to support the podcast. Uh, it's, it's a great way to get extra content and extra level of engagement with us. Um, a couple of questions we get are what's going to happen to subable balances. We don't know exactly for sure. Um, but we are going to somehow preserve those 
And we are going to have a analogous system on Club Bald Move where you can continue to save up for your commission podcast. It's not our intention to just take all that subable money you've banked and just vaporize it. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Real dick move if we did that. That'd be a real dick move. Yeah. That's we we you know we joke about being assholes and dicks, but honestly, we spend <laughs> a lot of time thinking about how we can make your guys's life better and more fun. Uh, yeah, more than we do so for our own lives for sure. Um, <laughs> and, and if a buck a month doesn't seem like that, then I don't know what we could do. Yeah, right? that's a strong argument. Yeah, that's a strong argument for like you know why can't we get it's a it's a buck a month. Yeah. You know? Now you can give more. Like we know that a lot of people wrote in and said, hey. If you go with the system, am I only going to be able to give a buck a month? Well, no, you can't give more, but we wanted to make the base price so low that right. anybody who wants it can get it. It's a pay what you go with a floor because taking yeah. a penny of the credit card would be ridiculous. But we would lose money doing it. We that. would lose something like we would 38 pay 30 cents something. or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, uh, it's it's super easy. Go to club.baldmove.com. Uh, you're in and out. It accepts PayPal. We're going to be adding a couple more payment systems uh, in the near future. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think. Uh, if you got any problems, we're, we're trying to be really on the ball about uh, proactively solving those for you. So uh, check it out, club.baldmove.com. And we thank you in advance for checking it out. All right, let's get into some feedback. Steve from Florida, he said that he found out the Sigourney Weaver thigh crushing line of the week was all Jacob Pitts. He wrote that and improvised it himself. Okay. So good bully, for him. Bully for you. Uh, Mark from Milwaukee uh, nominates I Got Balls Like Death Stars for the line of the week. Yep. Says it's the line of the year, maybe the line of the series. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't know. Come There's on. There's some epic lines. I can guarantee you Constable Bob does not get line of the series. If you So if we actually watch the whole series, uh, I don't know if this is an interesting question, but I'm going to ask anyway. If we watch the whole series... Uh-huh. And you laid odds on who got the best line. If like we both went through it and we we discussed and argued out, would you have your money on Raylan or would you have your money on Boyd? Or would there be another contender? I would have my money on Raylan. I'd have my money on Boyd. Really? I think Raylan sometimes has the very cool lines, but Boyd Boyd's dialogue, I think, is better than Raylan's. Hmm. Now that's not like uh miles and miles, but there's something just cool cooler and silkier about his dialogue that i i love it i like the matter of fact delivery from timothy oliphant i might for be, a lot of these lines i might be confusing the line itself with the performance because that you know boyd's that well now that's you fair know, xyz yeah that, yeah that kind of delivery just gets me every time sure uh, Whitney S said, I don't know if you guys wanted an answer because we talked about seasons and if, if you know, season two is the hands down favorite. Mm-hmm. But she says, I love season one the most. And mainly it's because I need real tension. The mm. one off story arcs were great with an overall. I have to get Boyd playing in the background. And season one, for example, the dentist was shot and killed. It made sense when the mafia and Mexican henchmen were both after you should be found and killed because that seems to be how it is in life. Um the pro, I guess, my only problem with season one, it was some of the ga- you mentioned the best gangster of the week plot from season one. The dentist mm-hmm. episode was by far yeah. the best of the one-off guys. the The big problem is there was a couple of those guys that just I did not care. I didn't. I thought they were idiots. I never thought for a moment that they would seriously uh, hmm. cause Raylan the slightest bit of grief. Um, and that's why I thought season two, where I was afraid for Raylan, I was afraid for uh, Loretta, that there was a lot of tension there for me. 
Yeah, I just don't get off on the week monster of the week type stuff. Sure. I, I really like serialized dramas. That's where my my head is at most of the time. So it felt like a distraction two, when we wanted to get back to Boyd. Yeah, season two is just right up my alley for that. Uh, Markham is a real badass and should have taken Boyd's finger, or he should have blinded Ava in front of Boyd at her house. That'd be that, that'd be the HBO version to justify. <laughs> Why I hate overhyped Mag's adoration from season two is that she killed the girl's father quick, but then everything else was slow to come. And why exactly wouldn't she kill Raylan at the end? The man who crippled her son and killed her other two sons. The fact that this is a show with actors and, of course, uh, makes that difficult. But I wanted that guy who was blown off the Obsidian Pipeline to break his neck in this episode. That's what happens (laughs) when you blow a pipeline with no safety equipment. Ultimately, I love the show and the characters, even if they should all be gone by now. So Whitney's argument here is that because Raylan has to survive, it does undercut some things like Mags Bennett and... Other sure, like that. Yeah. I need to watch that season again because I thought Day there was two. more to it. There was more to the the whole thing than I want to say. Loretta was tied up in it in a significant way. Sure, because she uh, and that she couldn't do that for the sake of Loretta. Right. No, uh, Mags deliberately committed suicide, yeah. and there was a reason for that. It it made really resonant emotional sense, but I can't think of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm notoriously bad with my memory. So season two is a bit of a blur, but I remember just thoroughly enjoying it at the yeah. time and being blown away by the end. The only thing I can re- the most thing I remember is how what a distraction the Winona stuff was because they had to shoehorn. Oh her yeah, in there. that that evidence room plot was right. a joke. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's the thing. Like uh, Cecily's been watching since season four, and uh-huh. she loves this show, but she had no idea. Who Loretta was? She doesn't oh, really understand man. who Limehouse is. She needs to go back and watch season. She two. doesn't know why Dicky. I mean, she sees him as entertaining, but it's like, yeah, yeah it's like, yeah, man, yeah. when we finally circle back around to watch like season two or three, <laughs> you're gonna love Dicky even more. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Jim Double J said, "I've attempted to watch Justified several times, but I find it so ridiculous. I just can't watch it. I'm <laughs> watching this season so I can listen to your coverage of the show. Oh wow! Listening to you dis- discuss TV reminds me of listening to two high school buddies talk about Camaros, Trans Ams, and El Caminos. Okay, hmm. all right. Um, this season's El Camino, one of my favorite cars. What this- was Constable Bob driving? I don't know. I thought he was driving um, a Crown Vic, just your stand stock cop car. Really, it doesn't seem like much of an upgrade to me. It's more of a police cruiser. You which don't in his pawn mind... your Star Wars figures for a Crown Victoria. <laughs> but I think in his mind, it's more official, and his uniform right. is more official. Like yes. he gets mm-hmm. off on the cop stuff. He man. gets off on looking kind of tough. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, this season's plot may be the most far-fetched ever. A criminal organization overpaying people for their property, even killing people for it. All just for a place to grow pot. There's no shortage of land available in eastern <laughs> Kentucky and will be one of the last 15 states to legalize marijuana. This plot is just simply stupid. <laughs> Not only that, but like, is it particularly hard to grow weed? It's called weed. It doesn't seem like it. It yeah. seems like you could throw, I mean... It seems like you could just throw seeds out the window and they would take purchase and grow. Potentially. Now, I don't know, like, you know, THC percentage and all that stuff. I'm not, I'm, I don't have a green thumb. I'm not a horticulturist. But it just, that's, that is the big problem. You have to buy the fact that this is green gold and it can, it can, like, 10 multiplier profits by a order of magnitude if you grow it in the right coal soaked, bituminous, whatever sure. soil. Yeah, it's probably bullshit, but... And the other thing is, if you... I 
here's the thing. Like if you, if you tried watching Justified and you started in season one, you spun out, and then you just went into this season, I can't see how you can possibly enjoy it because the mm. the most enjoyable parts are seeing Boyd and Raylan facing off, seeing you know Duffy and Loretta and Dicky and Constable Bob, people that if you yeah they're just kind of maybe amusing, perhaps bizarre, uh, aplexing cameos right yeah you're you're absolutely right this show plays a lot on its history yeah and without that history and now the history's been I great don't know that and, it works and, super well and that's the suck thing is the season one is not the kind of show that we would cover on bald move yes it's entertaining mm-hmm. but it's not till season two that it's 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 good at all so i i don't blame you i'm not i'm not here to try to convert anybody to justified yeah but uh jake from tallahassee said I emailed after two episodes to say I wasn't feeling much tension and the zingers felt like the justified comedy hour. Compare this to season two where Raylan is shot in the opening scene, threatened by all the Bennets, and had a near fight with Coover, all within the first two episodes. Maybe I'm not particularly fearing for Raylan because all the stakes are on Ava and Boyd, but it feels like season six has been Ava's story. The tension and stakes that I expect from a series finale are all on Ava's shoulders. Watching from that angle, I'm on edge every episode like I was feeling for Jesse in Breaking Bad Season 5B. It also helps that this is the final season. I think anything's up up for grabs here. I think Raylan could die. I think Boyd ah, could die. I think Ava could die. I'm feeling feeling more and more like that Raylan can't die. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty confident he's going he's gonna to get, get out of this. I'm not I'm 100% actually... on that. I'm nowhere near 100% on that. If if you ask me in season five, I'm a hundred percent sure. Season six, no, there's it's definitely somewhere like seventy eight. You're right. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I there's definitely more ambiguity. Fair point. Fair point. I'm just saying as the season is as I'm getting the rhythm of this season, mm-hmm. I'm starting to not root for, but it's starting to feel like that Raylan's definitely walking out of this, and Ava probably is too, and maybe they even get back together. Although, <laughs> depending on how much of a bummer Yost wants to make this, he could be doing that just to make it all that more tragic when Ava finally bites it in the finale episode. Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, I I think he's absolutely right about the plot being more around Ava and Boyd yes. this season. Uh there's no doubt about that. Which is and all the tension is there too. It's, it's mostly around Ava because I yes. don't have much tension with Boyd. Boyd's going to Boyd's going to live until episode thirteen, and then he may die. He may not. You're probably right. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's a bold prediction, but I like if he gets off the next three episodes, it's going to feel pretty hollow, right? Yeah, yeah. Now Duffy, I expect to get off before then. I don't think Duffy makes it out of the season. No, no. I I don't think Boyd can allow that. Um yeah, uh, but the tension, he's right, is all around Ava. Natalie H. said, Hey, guys, after watching last night's episode, I wonder what you think of the possibility of Ty Walker teaming up with Boyd and Ava against Markham. <laughs> talk about the fracture, but we didn't really talk mm. about what that would mean. Yeah. Uh, he seemed frustrated with the situation with Markham not listening to him in that scene in the basement. I also think Boyd is going to discover Ava has been lying to him, if not next episode, then the one after. However, I think she'll be able to talk her way out of it because Boyd loves her and wants to believe in her. One of the themes this season seems to be that love is blind. I'm not worried for Ava, as I ultimately think Boyd, Ava, and Raylan will all be in the series finale. Uh, the the only character I'm worried for is Choo Choo. He seems to be the Coover of the gang, so I can't see him lasting too much longer. I really hope I'm wrong, as I like the character. I think you need to prepare your... You need to uh, think about the rabbits, Natalie. 
Uh-huh. Need to think about petting them rabbits because... <laughs> yeah, he's got to go at some point this season. Yeah. Uh, TV is great on the forums posted. I'm not looking forward to Rava. Uh, Rava. Yeah, <laughs> Rava. Raylan and Ava again. Most of them are smarter than that, or both of them are smarter than that at this point. It does give credence to the theory that Raylan won't be able to use what he gets from Ava because he once banged her, especially if they start banging again right now. The mm-hmm. cop banging the CI and having evidence thrown out because of it is almost a TV trope at this point. Is it? How many times has that happened? I don't watch a lot of cop shows. I don't either. Uh, I I don't know. It it would seem like a very very weird ending if that were the if that happened right. Like that's not how Justified ends. No, like the it case gets on a in a courtroom where the case gets thrown out because of improper collect. No, they get no. the they get the they get the hammer back yeah. and he bangs the gavel and case dismissed and then roll credits. Oh God, no, that would be a terrible ending for Justified. Uh, it's gonna go out with a gunfight. <laughs> it's gonna go out that way. Uh, Pavlov's Bell from Brooklyn said, Aaron, where do you stand on a Tim fist bump? Does it applex you like to tear a fist bump? <laughs> it doesn't applex me that much because, you know, Tara's fist bump is, for whatever reason, a defining character trait. Uh, that yeah. is not the first thing I think of with Tim. In fact, I'm going no. to I'm going to make it all better by just assuming that this was all elaborate taking the piss mm-hmm. of... Uh, What's his name? Not Skeeter. Uh, Ficus. Ficus. Ficus, which yeah. is a disgusting name. It, ma- it makes is. me think of fecal matter mm-hmm. and and Albert. Albert's not a great first name either. Albert Ficus. That's yeah. a guy that lives with his mother. Sorry to all the Alberts say. out there, but yep. Uh, that's all the feedback we got. If you'd like to send more, you can do so at forums at baldmove.com. Or wait a second. Back that up. I'm getting my media yep, it mixed, all. my metaphors mixed. You can get it at, you can send it in at justified at baldmove.com. You can also participate in our threads on our justified forum on forums.baldmove.com. Get in our weekly show and podcast feeds on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash baldmove. And you can also harass Jim on Twitter at baldmove. I guess we're going to do a spoiler section, just a little tiny one. Little tiny one, just okay. after music. It's just some casting news. It's probably not a surprise to most folk, but you know, I don't like getting her I don't like getting harassing emails. That's why I'm not on Twitter. Okay. Nobody harasses me 140 characters at a time. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh we'll be back next week if you're not into spoilers. And uh, if you are, join us after the music. Until then, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we're back with the spoiler section. Megawatt spoilers. <laughs> I don't think so. Series destroying spoilers. Mm-hmm. Turn back now if you don't want this spoiler. Sent in by our buddy Shep. Uh, he says that uh, they've confirmed that Loretta will be back for one more episode. Okay. The finale. She's going to kill Raylan. Didn't specify which, Apple pie. which episode, but she's she's credited for one more I think it makes sense. She's going to... Here, here's my theory, my wacky uh, crackpot theory here. Loretta is going to team up with the bartender after she's abused by Mundo to get apple pie into the pizza parlor 
to kill all of Avery's men and take over Harlan's weed business. Uh, solid theory. I got. I've got another one. <laughs> Apple pie shots for everyone. Everybody, everybody kill an entire restaurant full of patrons along with. And Avery's she's been working guys. up on the immunity to the iocane powder, so yep. she can she can pass the pinky test. <laughs> Nobody see it coming. Yep. Um, or maybe she just goes like full on like Joker, and like dumps that shit into the water supply. <laughs> oh she's, my god! She's a queen of the ne- necropolis that is Harlan. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't uh, that kill the plants too? You would think. Well, that's that kill the weed plants, or does that uh, make them grow stronger? She heard Christmas tree weed, mm-hmm. and she decided, like that, that uh, uh, as the gentleman emailed us, that uh, Kentucky's probably never going to legalize weed. Okay, uh, or they'll be one of the last ones to do so because of both the tobacco lobby and because they're it's a politics broadly conservative state. Yep. Um, but she's got the idea that she's gonna she's she's gonna buy up all that grant land, grow industrial hemp, and make a very green, eco friendly version of the uh, of the artificial Christmas tree. It's gonna be made entirely okay. out of hemp, mm-hmm. and it's it'll last forever, and it doesn't it's you know it it's it's not bad for the environment, and it'll be literally Christmas tree weed. All right, and then everyone in Kentucky can go back to wearing hemp clothing. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Back before they legalized right. it. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm so uh, I hope it ends that way. That's what I'm pulling for. I'll be disappointed, honestly. Yeah. If Yost puts anything less <laughs> than her murdering everyone in Harlan with apple pie <laughs> and her going to the Christmas tree weed business. Mm-hmm. All right. We are out of here. Yeah. See you next week. See ya.